sharing our faith and passion for the Lord Jesus Christ with others is a desire of Zion Christian Fellowship. Our prayer is that this message will have a lasting impact on your life and draw you closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. This message is not copyrighted. You are free to make copies for friends and neighbors. We only ask that you copy it in its entirety without alterations or changes. Now unto the King Eternal, Immortal, Invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Good morning. Greetings to each one in Jesus' precious name. It's been a blessing to be here so far and to uh, worship the Lord together in song. Some beautiful songs we sang. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Is he our treasure? Do we treasure him deeply? That's, uh, I guess, something that was spoke to me. Is he my treasure? <clears throat> also appreciated what uh, Andrew had there about the word persuaded has always stood out to me. I think Paul's mentioned it a couple times. Um, there's another verse, though, that I always appreciated that he is persuaded. Paul is persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers and all those things he mentions will be able to separate him from the love of God. And I just appreciate, I know in my heart that's what I desire is to have that persuasion that God is God. You know, he is the one that has all that we need, and we need to be persuaded in our minds, or else we'll just kind of bum around and uh, be, yeah, when the waves come, we will not be persuaded that God is God. So this morning, I would like to uh, talk about a hymn that came to my mind this past week, and it's uh, the one, Peace, Perfect Peace. I think we all know that song very well. Peace, perfect peace. I was just allowing that to uh, to settle into my mind and my heart. Um, I actually thought about it when I was thinking of of uh, Andrews and Anderson while he was facing there. I think it was like this past Tuesday, going through the surgery, and um, just you know the peace that we can have in the unknown. You know, there's there's many things that could have you know, could go wrong in, in surgery or even um, other things that we may have experienced this past week, something in our life. Um, we need that peace, that perfect peace that surpasses all understanding. <clears throat> and it, we can. God is peace. And I just wanted to uh, go through this, this song here and just pull out some different aspects of the verses. There's seven verses to the song. They're fairly short. Um, but I always enjoy uh, take, or looking at a hymn and seeing who the author was and who wrote the song and kind of the history of, of how it came to be. Because um, there's a lot in this song if you really look at the words and, uh, and think about them. So this song was written by Edward Bickersteth, Jr. in 1875. He was vacationing in Harrogate, England, where he heard a sermon on Isaiah 26, verse 3 by Canon Gibbon. And that verse is, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. And the minister related that the Hebrew text used the word peace twice to indicate absolute perfection. 
The idea was still in, on Bickerstaff's mind when he visited a dying relative that afternoon. To soothe the man's emotional turmoil, Bickerstaff opened his Bible to read from Isaiah 26, verse 3. He wrote down these lyrics just as they appear today and read them to the man, perhaps the last thing he heard before Jesus called him to heaven's perfect peace. So the Hebrew word there, perfect and peace, has the same meaning. Perfect and peace, they're both the same. And it's interesting, I, I just I looked it up, and that's what he was referring to, but this minister was saying the word peace was used twice to indicate absolute perfection. And the Hebrew word is called shalom, I think it's how you say it, shalom, which means this, means completeness, wholeness, health, peace, welfare, safety, soundness, tranquility, Prosperity, perfectness, perfectness, fullness, rest, harmony, and the absence of agitation or discord. And that is quite a definition of what this word means. And it's, uh, I almost have to read over it a couple times. Maybe I'll read it again. It means completeness, wholeness, health, peace, and welfare, safety, soundness, tranquility, prosperity, perfectness, fullness, rest, harmony, and the absence of agitation or discord. And I think that's what we're all wanting, right? I know I want it. It's what I want in my heart, in my life. That completeness, that wholeness, and that rest and harmony <clears throat> and peace. That's what peace is. The word peace appears 429 times in the Bible. And when I was looking for how many times it appears in the Bible, there was another, uh, on the side it says something about how many times, someone else must have searched for this, but how many times the word peace appears in the Quran. And it was like 40 times, something like that, compared to 429 times in our Bible. So Jesus, he is peace. That's what he is. It comes out over and over and over again in the Bible, 429 times. So then again, the verse, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. If our mind is stayed on Christ, and we trust in him, that will keep us in perfect peace. If we go to the first verse, and I'm just going to go ahead and read these, uh, this hymn here. The first, I'll just read through the seven verses. Peace, perfect peace, in this dark world of sin, the blood of Jesus whispers peace within. Peace, perfect peace, by thronging duties pressed, to do the will of Jesus, this is rest. Peace, perfect peace, with sorrows surging round, on Jesus' bosom, not but calm is found. Peace, perfect peace, our future all unknown. Jesus we know, and he is on the throne. Peace, perfect peace, death shadowing us and ours. Jesus has vanquished death and all its powers. It is enough, earth's struggles soon shall cease, and Jesus calls us to heaven's perfect peace. What a beautiful day, a wonderful day that'll be. <clears throat> When Jesus calls us to heaven's perfect peace. And we all have experienced that recently with Laverne, with him dying and 
um, going to the funeral, but he is in heaven experiencing that perfect peace. But Jesus does, we have an aspect where we can also experience that perfect peace here on this earth. He desires for us to have that. So uh, I'd like to go through some of these verses here. The first one, peace, perfect peace in this dark world of sin. And just thinking over that, um, this world is dark. It is, it's just, it's like when you look around, you read the news or whatever, it just feels like the world is getting darker. People are looking for peace and they're just allowing, and in their search for that, they are allowing or following things that are sin, dark, dark things. Maybe drug or al- drugs or alcohol or guns or whatever it is. And that does not bring peace. And it seems it's going more and more that way. People need Jesus. The blood of Jesus whispers peace within. I appreciate how in this first verse he brings that, brings that out, that we need to know Jesus. We need to allow that blood to cleanse us and to wash us from our sins because if we don't have him in our hearts, obviously we can't have and experience that perfect peace. So first of all, we need to allow that blood to, to cleanse us and to whisper peace within us. And that brings peace. I know... Uh, you know, a lot of times before we are born again, for myself too, you know, there's that kind of agitation. You know, you, you feel you can't just do things right. Um, and and God is calling, maybe God is calling us or calling me. And after we allow him into our hearts, we accept Christ into our hearts, allow that blood to cleanse us, there is a peace and there's a calmness and a rest that comes into our hearts. And what a beautiful thing that is. But we've heard stories, you know, of people that have followed after, um, you know, very, very wrong things. And how after they turned to Christ, you know, they were searching for something to fill the void in their hearts to bring peace and happiness. But it didn't bring them happiness. But when they found Christ, everything changed. Their hearts were at peace. They felt a peace they never experienced before. And what a beautiful thing that is to see someone change from darkness to light. Um, and I, I guess for a lot of us, you know, we are Christians, I believe, and have allowed Christ into our hearts. And we are striving to live for him. Um, the world does have a way, because we live in the world, it has a way of rubbing on us, rubbing off on us, and just all the darkness that is there. So I just want to encourage us, I guess, to... Um, to allow Jesus to whisper his peace into our hearts every day, to, uh, to find Christ, to allow his blood to cleanse us, and to, uh, to allow him to, to live inside of us and to give us that peace. It says he whispers it. And that is very interesting how, if you think of um, in some places like uh, Africa or Haiti or wherever, where the people are, you know, they are very loud trying to get the attention of their God. And it's nothing quiet, and there's no peace. But with us, with God, um, it's just that still small voice, that quietness and that calmness that can just envelop our hearts and give us peace. What a, what a wonderful thing. I need that in my heart.
The next one is Peace, Perfect Peace by Thronging Duties Pressed. To do the will of Jesus, this is rest. That word throng means to crowd upon a multitude of assembled persons and to press together. I'm sure you can all get that picture in your minds. I'm sure you've seen pictures and heard stories even of big crowds where people were actually crushed together because people were just pressing so hard. But we have in the Bible, um, you know, the, the account of the, the lady that had the issue of blood, and that's the first thing that came to my mind, the issue of blood for 12 years, and how the crowd, you know, Jesus was in the middle of a big crowd of people. The crowd was pressing against Jesus. But this lady had a little glimmer of faith, a little bit of hope that if she could just touch the hem of his garment with her finger, you know, she would be made well because she was sick for, for 12 years. And somehow she found a way to get through that throng of people and she touched him. And what a beautiful thing happened. <clears throat> what kind of stood out to me is that Jesus noticed you know, somehow, you know, there's people pressing in all around him, touching him, and this, this and that. But even with that little, that little grain of mustard seed of faith in her heart, Jesus noticed that. And he, he called her out and wondered who this was that touched him because he felt it. So I guess that encourages my heart just to know that God, you know, sometimes we feel like we, we don't have the faith that we need. Or maybe our faith is so small, you know, how can God even hear us? Or maybe we're trying to, to do something big, but you know what? If we at least have a little bit of faith to believe God and can at least touch Him, you know, He will hear us. He will, he will touch our hearts. So I just want to encourage us with that. Um, some, you know, we have the, the thronging duties of life, just work and family, um, church, all these things just press against us and want to drown out Christ in our lives. So if we can just allow ourselves to, uh, <clears throat> to find Christ in all that, he will give us rest and peace in our hearts. It also says to do the will of Jesus, this is rest. And I think we all know that the more we are with Jesus, the more we spend time with him, he will show us his will and what he wants for us in our lives. And I, I guess that spoke to me to find that time to, to, to spend with Christ so that we can understand his will and, and find out what he, how he wants us to live. It's all through his word and he can speak to us. I'd like to read in Matthew eleven thirty: Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. It says, ye shall find rest. We all desire rest. Come unto me. Go to Jesus. He, is what, he has all that we need. His yoke is easy, and his burden is light. The next verse is, verse 3, Peace, perfect peace, with sorrows surging round. On Jesus' bosom, naught but calm is found. What a beautiful picture. And I 
thought of the, of the account when the disciples were with Jesus in the boat and the, the waves were surging around them and they thought that they were all going to sink and die. Maybe I'll read this account here. It says, it's in Mark four thirty-five. And the same day, when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there was also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him, and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose, and rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace, be still." And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Just imagine that picture. We were, I guess, camping here the last couple nights, and both nights it rained pretty hard. And the one night, I think it was Friday night, it was lightning and thundering and pouring rain. And it's, it's hard to sleep in a tent when it's like that. It's just pounding on your tent. It's just hard to sleep. Anyway, I was just thinking of this, you know, these disciples were in the ship, and I don't blame them for what they did, because I probably would have done the same thing. But somehow, Jesus, in the midst of that storm, with all that water in the boat, he was in the back just peacefully sleeping. But that is our God, and he, he did care for them, he took care of them. Um, but he rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still, and everything was calm. May we have faith to believe God, that he is there for us. Also thinking of that, you know, just of a young child that is experiencing a, like a scary situation or a thunderstorm. You know, he's, he's scared, and he goes running to find his mom or his dad, and just like that, you know, he runs into their arms, and he, is, he feels safe, he's secure. And it's just a beautiful picture of how God wants to be for us. Philippians 4, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I just love that verse. It says, the peace of God which passeth all understanding. Sometimes we try to figure things out. We, want, we try to understand why something's going the way it is or why... This is doing this, why this is happening. But sometimes we just need to allow that peace to come into our hearts. Give it to Jesus. And that peace which passeth all understanding will keep your hearts and minds. <clears throat> what a beautiful promise. Verse 11 Peace, perfect peace, our future all unknown. Jesus we know, and he is on the throne. You know, it would be nice sometimes if we could see into the future and know what is coming, know what, what we're supposed to expect. But I guess we can rest that God has a reason for that, why he made it that way. So we can learn to trust him. Jesus is on the throne. And I, different times in Isaiah, there's different, quite a few different verses that, says, um, that say something to the extent of, I am the Lord... And there is none else. I am. I am God. If we just allow that to sink into our hearts, that God is God. He is on the throne. 
He has our future. He knows what He knows what we are going to face, but he is going to help us through it if it's something hard or whatever it is. Some verses here is take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. And Isaiah 45, 6 says that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. So I'd like to leave you with that. God is God. He is the Lord. He is on the throne. And he wants to give us that perfect peace. That is a beautiful thing. God bless you with that.